0: Okay, here we go. My bad. Having a few technical difficulties. Trying to do 5,000 things at once, because I've been working all week. Watching Hobbs and Shaw. Turning it down a little bit, because um, I don't want it to interfere with the pod. But we officially changing the name to the pod, by the way. Too many gods and guns. We're going to keep the gods and guns episode, but... um. And we might still leave... Now, no, we're not going to... It's not might. We're definitely still going to have guys and Guns as an uh, ongoing theme moving in and out of the podcast. But, most importantly, we're changing the name officially to the IXL Theory, which I'll explain today. Mm. IXL. A lot of people, when they hear me say IXL, they think it's because, you know... I'm trying to manifest acceleration, you know, me excelling over, you know, in whatever I decide to do, which is true. That's part of it, but it's a very small part of it, to be honest. I Excel is like a uh, acronym, or a, uh, I think you call it an acronym. Well, either way, it's just like a, uh, it sounds like a word, or it sounds like a phrase, but it's actually... Three letters, three letters which represent uh, an equation. Sipping a little Pinot, but it's uh, three words that represent an equation inspired by love. The reason I call it an equation is because word problems. I'm good with numbers and I'm really good with words. And when you put in words and numbers together, everything starts to make sense with, to me, especially when you start talking about visual stuff like colors and things like that. Because when you put numbers and words together with me, in my mind, I start to see colors and shapes and all sorts of stuff then. But either way it goes. Inspired by love, a word problem. Inspiration times love. You know what I mean? That's why I always try to inspire people as much as I can. That's why they say lead by example to be an inspiration. I don't want to just vainly say, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm trying to inspire you. No, I just try to inspire people with my daily walk, period. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's a peculiar situation to be in sometimes when you're trying to find the right answer. And people call you a so-called know-it-all, uh, you know, uh, you got to be right all the time. But you know what's funny about that phrase? You got to be right all the time. And people say, I'm, you know, I'm too meticulous. I think too much in this stuff. I'm really not that serious, but I just like people to think about, you know, word choice because of manifestation and the law of attraction, which I fully believe in. But um, when people say you want to be right all the time, I always respond with this. Of course I want to be right all the time. That don't mean I think I'm right right now. And even if I think I'm right, if you tell me something that negates that or proves me wrong then I'm going to accept it. Because that's the type of mind that I have. Now obviously if I believe in something strongly, I'm going to fight for it. But I'm always open to reason. <clears throat> you Know what I mean? And a lot of people ain't open to reason when they get what some people call stuck in their ways. But I find that, you know, smart, I ain't gonna say smart people was always the minority, but smart people who was willing to act on their vision have always been the quote-unquote minority. But now, even as the population grows, they become even more of a minority. Because there's a lot of people who and I'm sure you done heard this a lot. People everybody got a smartphone. Everybody in a rush to go get the latest smartphone. Every time it come out, go in debt to get the, you know, the latest smartphone. But how many people using Google? You know what I mean? A lot of people go straight to Facebook and be like, hey, what's a good movie? Or uh, what's a good recipe? Or uh, what's this and that and the third? And I understand asking your friends for suggestions and stuff like that. But also I understand feeding your mind now I'm a loner to what you know what some people would call a loner. I don't like labels. I just like to be able to do it, not even do things myself, but I just be able I like to be able to find the answer myself or be around people who are willing to work with me to find the right answers because once I know the right answer and another person knows the right answer, it's like what well, shit. I'm not the only one who see this. You see it. You can't unsee it. So, boom. Now that that's done, what are we going to do about it? And that apl- applies to so many things. That's why I kind of work really hard every time. I like. A lot of people call it ADHD, right? And I've never been diagnosed, I don't think. I have to talk to my mom about it to see if any doctors ever tried that. But regardless, the characteristics, because I'm intelligent and I understand words and I've always been into words when I look into these things, because I've actually had a psychology book in my backpack ever since I was about nine years old, because my brother is nine years older than me. My sister is four years older than me. My mama went to college sometime in between me, you know, going to elementary and middle school or middle school to high school. She went back to school. So I've always had books that was higher learning than what I was in. So I would always pick up. You know, a psychology book or a chemistry book or anatomy or physiology or biology or, you know what I'm saying, driver's ed. Anything that I could find. Sociology, you know what I'm saying, Uh, all of that shit. But I only say that to say this. I understand how words work myself and I know it's other people who understand how words work too. But even if they don't understand it, once you get an understanding, you can't un-understand it, you know what I mean you can go against it but you know in your heart of hearts what it is, you can't say gold is not gold because gold does what it does, if it's real gold you can I can melt my watch down and I can make circuit boards out of it if it's not, melt that bitch down and it ain't gonna do nothing for me you know what I mean saying all of that to say this when people say that you will know it all if you relate to what I'm talking about. Some of y'all don't, but maybe some of y'all got a friend like me. You know what I mean? Because I just want to have people understand everybody. Because, you know, people like us sometimes be in the shadows. Sometimes we, all get, sometimes we get thrusted into the limelight. I can say that about myself. Now, mind you, I, I've done a lot of things that I wanted to do. But in me doing the things that I wanted to do and always excelling in them, it didn't really matter what I picked up personally. I was always going to excel in it because that's my mentality. I'm going to be seen without being seen. Well, excuse me, I'm going to be seen without being heard, which is ironic enough because I got a podcast and I've been making music all this time. But that is actually the reason why I do podcasts and make music, because you have to still seek this stuff out. You know what I mean? Like I share the links and stuff like that on social media so my friends can see it. And but at the end of the day, if they sh- if they like it and they share it, if they choose to listen to it because they know what type of person I am, then you know, then they under- then they go to sharing and then, you know it's kind of like a you know word of mouth type of thing. That's what I prefer instead of you know paying somebody to promote it and all that stuff. Not that I'm against that, and not that I'm against people who doing it they ain't knocking it. But what I'm saying is this. When, when the vibe is spread, people can feel the vibe. And it's up to, and I, and that's my thing. It's kind of like a human science experiment with myself and with everybody else. Human science experiment. That's going to be another subject we cover. But um. either way it go. I would love to see everybody start to understand each other. Because like I say, with smartphones coming into play so much, instead of people doing a lot of learning, they're just doing a lot of Sharing of themselves, which is a good thing <clears throat> But I wish when people shared themselves They would do more honest self-discovery Instead of trying to make everything look good when it's not Show the real, you know what I mean? And then, from the real, you got to learn Because, see, if you, if you follow me on social media at all Sometimes you might see me, like, right now I got four puffballs in my head You know what I mean? Because I got to detangle my hair, twist my hair Because I'm trying to save money Even though I support my local businesses right now i'm in a situation where i need to save some money so i can get this house and these two vehicles that i want really i you know i can start with one but i really need the house so saving every dollar you know what i mean not spending anything except for really on food and the bills that i got right now thanks just to make sure i keep making my money and flipping the money and possibly get even more money faster and you know get another deal or make something happen negotiate something but Again, saying all that to say this, it's all inspired by love because I want to be able to inspire what I'm saying I'm inspiring or trying to inspire people. I really just want to lead by example because that's what leading by example is. When you're a leader, you inspire your people that's up under you or next to you or whatever it is that's going to follow behind you to do the same thing or better than what you're doing. Because if you're a real leader, you're humble. And you ain't got to say you humble, but when you a leader like Phil Jackson, he the leader of the team because he the coach, but he know that he can't do what Michael Jordan do, but he know that Michael Jordan might not be thinking about the same things that he thinking about. So while Michael Jordan is on his game, he's like, you know what, MJ, if you do this and then dish it out to so-and-so, they've been, you know, playing the pocket the whole time. They're not going to expect them. This chess, not checkers, even though they think it's basketball, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of people don't think like that. Like, I put everything into perspective. I watch actors' careers. Look at how The Rock transformed from being the most electrifying man in the sports entertainment business to one of the most electrifying men in Hollywood. Paul. See, that that type of shit inspires me. Look how Kevin Hart went from being a little chubby little you know what I'm saying, dark-skinned nigga on Soul Plane to being short, little swole nigga and one of the th- th- men in Hollywood all around the world as a comedian from Philadelphia. The Rock from Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? Went to Miami University. Hurricanes. Have You know what I'm saying? Thought he was finna go to the NFL. Busted his me, You know what I mean But either way it go Well And I, you know what I'm going to stay on that Because he loved what he did He knew that It, hey, it might not be football That's like me I, I was going to play football But I didn't really want to do football You know what I mean I actually never wanted to do football So I knew it wasn't going to be football for me But I knew that I could do Whatever I put my mind to So As a chess player Check this out Right I don't mean to talk about myself so much, but I ain't got my guest on the podcast yet. I ain't got my co-host. As a chess player, as a young man, I was husky, what they called a husky, big bone, whatever they called it back then. But I was bigger than the kids who was my age. Everybody else was kind of skinny. I was kind of husky. I don't know if they got breastfed or what, but I was breastfed. So, you know, big bones, whatever you have, even though I'm short now, but regardless, I was husky back then, hardly ever could make weight. You could hear that in some of my music, too. So everybody used to call me fat boy and, you know what I'm saying, all that shit. Plus, I was preppy and dressed all clean, so I never really got dirty like that. But I was a learner. And when I got on the field and I realized that I was going to be stuck on the field for the next couple years until I could figure out something else to do with my time, and convince my mama to not keep making me put on these pads and spending these money for these pads and, and doing you know what I'm saying. Especially when short little anecdote. Especially when like two or three years into the game, like I think I was still the flyweight or some shit like that. But they moved me up to the midgets, and I remember I ain't gonna say who, but you know I remember them doing a little trick because I never could make weight. So they had me wearing a plastic bag, sitting in the car, sweating all day, you know what I'm saying, all morning. Where all the rest of the football team was getting breakfast, I couldn't eat no breakfast, you feel me? Unless I woke up super duper early. And you know the flyweights and the midgets, they play back to back. So I went from the flyweights to the midgets because of my weight. So like I say, I was already a flyweight. But I couldn't really make the weight. I was, like, always, like, two, three pounds, sometimes five pounds overweight. Even though I wasn't fat. But either way it go, right? So they had me wearing a sweat bag, running around, doing all that shit. So I'm, like, cool. They gonna have me doing, not cool, but, like, the shit kind of fucked up. Because I can't do no hitting drills. They want me to hit. They want me to be the center. Because I'm big, but I'm not fat. So now I'm going up against fat niggas who weigh less than me. But they fat and they, I don't know, it was crazy, but you know, either way it go, in my head it was crazy as a kid, but I learned from it, This one and this is where I'm getting at. So they used to be like, man, pool, just go run some laps, because you got to make weight on Saturday, you know what I'm saying? So boom, now the kids making fun of me, because they're like, man, pool, you fat, you know what I'm saying? Even though this nigga over here, he got a motherfucking belly, he a fat boy, fat boy, he the center. But nigga, you got, you can't, he making weight, and you can't even make weight. You know what I'm saying, but you know what? I can run, so guess what? I ran. Forrest Gump, I think, was that maybe right before I started really playing football or right at the time when I started playing football in between, but either way, it go, I ran. And you know, I have an active imagination, so I'm like, shit. I'm a, I got on this helmet, I got on these pads. I'm like Forrest Gump and a power range at the same time. You know what I mean? That was what's going, like, literally what's going on in my head. That's like a little, what, 8, 9-year-old, 10-year-old, you know what I mean? So, boom, I got to make weight, so I'm running. Whatever, the, whatever I got to do to make the team win. Because even though, and this is another thing that goes into things that's going on now. Because, you know, I grew up in the era, like, when I was a little kid. Like, a kid, you know, I'm, I'm an 80s baby, but a 90s kid. So, when I'm playing football and all that. Michael Jordan, you know, he on the TV at the time, and so my mama was real kind of, she wasn't strict, strict, like, no, she she was strict, strict, but, you know, sometimes she'd have a little leeway, you know, if it was something special that she really knew we was interested in, and we done did our chores and homework and all that, but, you know, I really couldn't stay up for the basketball game and all that, and I really wasn't into it like that anyway, because I was more in the arts, even as a kid, you know what I'm saying? but i was interested in people who excelled at anything they did and was determined to win i was always into winners and seeing what makes them winners because it's a it's a bajillion people in the nba it's a budget not a bajillion you know what i'm saying it's a it's a it's a, a couple hundred people in the nba or a thousand whatever it's a couple hundred people in the nfl but It's only so many people who always is expected to be in the playoffs. It's only so many people who guaranteed or always expected to be like, you know what, they probably going to the Super Bowl this year before the season even starts, before the next season even, you know what I'm saying, before this season even over. they like, you know what, this is like the next Super Bowl contender. If they fuck around and get so-and-so from college and da-da-da-da-da, you know what I'm saying, it's a chess match. It's meticulous. It's calculated. But it's also... About the individual Because like I, like you can see now With the documentary Which is I ain't gonna toot my own horn Because I don't like to do shit like that But I'm gonna just say In my experience It's something that Sparked the Something in my head Which is probably sparked With the world Which is why Jordan is so big Obviously it ain't just me But When you look at Jordan Something What I always took from it Even as a kid Was This dude here Is determined to win he is John Wick. Now, obviously, wasn't no John Wick back then, but I'm just, you know, keeping it current for you. It's like he is John Wick. He is like, uh, whatever the dude was that uh Charles Bronson played in motherfucking Death Wish. You know what I'm saying? Before it was a goddamn, before it was a goddamn uh, Taken. You feel me? Before you had John Wick, before you had The Matrix, before you had, you know what I'm saying? You had these determined ass characters he was one of them you know what i'm saying he ain't have to be fighting crime or creating chaos like the joker which i love you know what i mean like who is also terribly determined you know what i'm saying but it, you you feel what i'm saying right i mean i i wish i, I wish this was live so people could comment and see what i'm, you know what I'm saying i, I should have went live too but my point is this you can see determination in certain people and you know what and Let's get away from Jordan for a second because I fucks with Jordan because I'm a hustler too. I'm a hippie. I'm a hustler. I'm determined. I'm a soldier. I'm a samurai. I'm a lover, but I'm also a fighter. I'm a gentleman, but I'm also a gangster. But I'm also a general. But I'm also a cadet. But I'm also a sergeant. I'm all of them things because I done played all them parts. And if you can do, you can do the same thing. See, people call Kanye crazy when he said all them things about himself. But at the end of the day, manifestation is what it is. You can go from broke to being dumb rich. You just got to stay focused. Because all this shit is temporary. All you got to do is make sure you can keep going. If you can keep your car going, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's check this out, right? If you don't put no gas in your car, I'm sorry, and I be getting off on tangents, but that's what the podcast is all about. That's why I put my headphones in and roll up a joint. Excuse me for anybody who don't know, you know, okay, I don't... Well, it's, it's, it's legal now, and that's what I smoke is CBD, by the way. I go over to uh, Strange Clouds over here on Omerton and in, in Belcher, and I grab me a couple CBD joints, and it really relaxes me. Drink me some wine, and it's a beautiful thing. It's way better than actual... For me, it's way better than regular weed, actually, because I don't like to be psychoactive like that. Not that it makes me incoherent, but I like to be able to really focus my thoughts Because I have a lot of them. And I'm not one of those people who's scared of my thoughts. I like to be honest with myself. And I like to be honest with the world. That way we can all get along and understand each other. Because understanding is one of the most beautiful things to me. It's like rainbows and unicorns. (sighs) I got off on a tangent, guys. I'm sorry. But again, like I say, that's what the I Excel theory is all about. It's inspired by love. I only do it like this right now for the first few episodes because I want people to understand where I be coming from when I rant because sometimes I get real aggressive. Like, real aggressive. Well, what some people think is real aggressive. For me, it's just how I was raised because if you feel that strongly about it, I need you to talk to me so much about it and put so many valid points in it that I'm going to think you want to fight me. That's just where I come from. A lot of people don't know that, but a lot of people that I deal with don't come from where I come from, and I don't like to blame it on the age difference. But hell, fuck it. You know, this ain't the old school. I'm older than a lot of y'all people. I look, it's, I I might look like I'm y'all age, and again, that's not tooting my horn. That's just I focused on my health when I when I was like nine years old. I got situated. With you know what I'm saying, I had somebody come to my house who was dating my brother, and she was like, "No, I'm a vegetarian. I'm really about trying to be a vegan, but right now I'm a vegetarian because occasionally I, you know, I might eat eggs or I might want some fish, but mostly vegetables. So I'm not really a vegan. And that was the first time I heard vegan when I was like nine, ten years old. But and a lot of and it was funny too because that information. Lit me up because I'm like damn Okay Health is wealth And I done heard about this before But now I got Somebody right here in my face who Everybody else is saying is crazy Now Whether they joking or not With her They say she crazy because she don't Like to eat meat she don't want to eat nothing That the men cooked around pork or with pork She don't want to you know what I'm saying even if it touched the spoon you know what I'm saying? She don't, don't pick up her... You got to cook separate greens. And don't use the same spoon. You know what I'm saying? Because she's serious about that shit. She don't even want that shit in her body. Nah. That shit... I ain't gonna say turn me on sexually, but that's what everybody else hinted at. Because, you know, a lot of people wasn't... They don't understand platonic attraction. A lot of people don't understand platonic attraction. Because, see, you can be attracted to anything. Understand this. You love your dog. If you if you a pet person, you love your dog. Like me. I'm a pet person. I ain't realized I was a pet person until I got into a house with pets. My mom would never really let us have pets inside the house. Because you know they run all through the house. But this is something that I done learned. Like my pets don't come in the kitchen. Because we tell they ass, get out of the kitchen, this ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? The cats know. It's certain like we got one like Okay, like, it's a table that we put their food on. They can jump on that table. It's like an end table. And then my, uh, Tiff, she, uh, she got a desk, and she let them jump on the desk and let them climb through, you know, the little bookshelf that's on the desk. You feel me? And then when they go in the bedroom, they can jump on the counter, and they can jump on, excuse me, not the bedroom, uh, the counter, but the, uh, the dresser. But it's one dresser that they can jump on, and it's a dresser right next to it that they know they can't walk on. And then, on top of that, next to the bed, is two end tables. You know what I'm saying? And one of them they can get on and sit on, but they know that they're not allowed to get on the other one, which is the one that I always use. Even if it's empty, you're not allowed to come even step next to it or none of that. You know what I mean? And the same with my dresser. You can't get on my dresser. Not that I'm anti-cats, but they just, you know what I'm saying, it just be, you can't, you know what I'm saying, they know not to jump on that dresser, same way they know they can jump on their mama desk, but they can't jump on this kitchen table, which is right over here, which is right next to their cat castle. You know what I mean? Because they smart. Same thing with the dog. The dog know where she can sit at, where she can jump at, where she can walk at, you know what I mean, Where she can be at. But it's only because, well, I ain't gonna say it's only because, but I just noticed something different about us in my house that I ain't never noticed in a lot of other people's houses. I mean, I noticed it in a few people's houses, which is why I do it. And then I know Tiff do it because she see it in other people's houses, too. And, of course, she done had pets in her house the whole time. But, again, like I say, I wasn't raised with pets. So I seen how people was with their pets. And like people be like, oh, you say your dog won't bite me, but he got teeth. You know what I'm saying? So you don't know what the dog would do Because that's an animal But this is what I know Or this is what I've learned If you treat your animals like they part of the family They going to act like part of the family And I got some family that Why a lot when they see people You know what I'm saying That they don't know Because they be like man who the fuck is that I'm getting a weird vibe from them already Funk, You know them You know what I mean My dog do the same thing If she get a weird vibe from you And you know me I try to stay positive on everything, so even if I get a weird vibe from you, you got to really do something really crazy or weird for me to say, hey, bro, check this out. I don't even need you around here no more, or for me to not even say that, because I don't even like to say that, because generally that creates animosity. What I just like to do is create space. So if somebody do something weird or crazy, lately, I be trying to control my temper and anger and be like, you know what? I'm going to fall back because anything to happen right now. I got to keep my family safe and I don't want to act crazy. They might be in my house or I might be in theirs. I'm trying to make it home or I'm trying to make sure my people, nothing happened to my people. If people know where I stay at, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't invited you into my home and now you acting weird. Okay, cool. So instead of me, you know, punching you in the mouth because you done said something disrespectful and you know it's disrespectful because you you've been saying slick shit all night. And I done checked you two or three times. Not checked you, but, you know, just let you know, hey, man, what, what you, you know me? I mean? Chill out, man, with all that. That's a little extra, you know what I mean? But, um, nonetheless, you in my house. So, if you, if you know what's going on, because, like I said, you can't un-understand once you understand what's going on. So, once you understand what's going on, and you continue to do it, now you technically are being disrespectful. So, in my house, I got all right to, I ain't going to say bush in the mouth, that that's violent. And that's where I come from. That's the era that I come from. But I have all rights to say, hey man, you being disrespectful to me in my house. I think you need to leave. But instead, what I do is I entertain it and see how far it's going to go. And then I let them wear out their own company. And then once they leave, I kind of sweep salt past the dough figuratively. I never do it physically yet, but... I often just sweep salt past the dough and wash my hands of it and be like, you know what, they'll come around. But I'm not finna contact them like that no more. And I'm not finna be as responsive as I was because I can already see where they go when they get there. And they always say a person speaks their mind when they get intoxicated, whether it's drunk, high, whatever it may be. So, or angry, you know what I'm saying? You get intoxicated off anger. And whatever's been on your mind will come off your mind. For sure Even if you're not with the person who's been bothering you Or with you know in, Next to the people who are Into the situation that you got going on That's something that is a common thing If people know anything about people If you pay attention to people As much as you pay attention to yourself Pe- That shit comes out But also You have to realize though This is what I want a lot of people to realize When a person gets angry And you're not used to seeing them get angry. Or they don't always be angry. You have to try to analyze what made them angry. It's not fair to them for you to try to play the victim if you've made them angry. Or if you see something that made them angry. And then you try to tell them, oh, well, it ain't that bad. You know, you got to chill out. That's kind of fucked up. And I'm glad I got this podcast and I'm glad I'm getting high tonight and saying this shit to y'all because I don't talk politically or none of that shit. I just talk in vibes because it could go with this, you know, all of these riots and stuff like that that's been going on for eons, you know what I'm saying, since we've all been humans. It, but it also goes right down to relationships. I'm not going to talk about my personal relationship, uh, you know, it, it also goes down to work relationships and You know what I'm saying? Work situations and all sorts of stuff. Like, y'all got to realize we got to have compassion for each other, fam. Like, that's where shit always goes left. Yeah, you want to compete and you want to be, you know, a savage and all that stuff. And you want to make sure you get yours and all that. Yeah, that's cool. Make sure people know not to cross you. But at the end of the day, everybody should have it in their mind. Yeah, I just want what I want. But I shouldn't have to cross nobody to get what I want. Because a lot of the times, if you don't cross nobody and you just stay loyal and stay honest, you can always get what you want and people are always going to be willing to work with you. Motherfucker go a million dollars in debt with a motherfucker that they just feel like, oh, okay, I know he being honest though. You know what I'm saying? And if I figure out a way because I'm smart and intuitive and I'm inspired by love because I love this motherfucker or this, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if I figure out a way for her to just... You know, maintain whatever she got going on. You know what I'm saying? And then kind of elevate. Because it might not be, you know, the average way that motherfuckers feel like they can come up. But, you know, you might have another job for a motherfucker that is like, hey, you can do this right here. And I know that if I set this up for you, shit, you can be doing this and that and the third. Because I see that you're good at that. And it'll be in this little sector. And you can be a millionaire before you know it. Even if you don't want to be a millionaire, you can still be doing all this shit and maintaining your little lifestyle. And you won't have to be fucked up and owing me money all the time. But a lot of people don't think like that. They just get mad and get selfish, and then start thinking everything is about them. And you know, all oh, this motherfucker doing me wrong and all that shit. there Cause I used to be that same type of motherfucker. Where it's like, damn, motherfucker disrespecting me. But at the end of the day, go ahead and let them. Not let them disrespect you. You know what I'm saying? He ain't finna let a bitch slap me in the face or call me no names and disrespect. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is this For example I'm going to just go ahead and say it like this right? Just use my relationship as an example And I already talked to Tiff and told her That I would be saying things like this on my podcast Just so people could understand where I'm coming from With certain examples But like this In a relationship A lot of people assume that men think that, oh, it's a woman's job to clean the house and cook the food and all that. Now, granted, some men do think that. And I got a lot of women friends because I was raised by my mom. I had a stepdad in the house. My brother was in the house for a little bit, but he's nine years older than me. I was mostly hanging out with my mom and my sister. So, saying all that to say this, I know how to get along with women, so I have a lot of female friends. And I know a lot of women who feel the exact same way. Get out my kitchen. Even, the, even young women, young, real young women. They're like, hey man, I don't want no man in my kitchen. Stay out of my kitchen. This my shit. I do the shopping. I clean the house. I get the, I get the cooking done. I take care of these kids. You know what I'm saying? I still got my job. But he got other shit he need to worry about. If this house get fucked up, he need to be able to take care of this plumbing. He need to be able to make sure that this shit get taken You know what I'm saying I might need him for an extra bill So I need to make sure he fed So that he can go out and do that extra hustle shit That I don't want to do Because I'm taking care of these kids Or I'm taking care of this house Because we ain't got no kids Some people think that way And they live that way Now me, on the other hand I'm not opposed to that But this is how I think And this is how I live I'm going to do whatever. Because I was born alone and I'm going to die alone. That's not to say I don't want partnership. I want partnership. I love partnership. I love cohesiveness. But this is what I also love. I love for people to just have things in order. Now me, I get chaotic because I'm an artist and I have a lot of projects and I have a lot of ideas. But this is my thing. If you have a team... Everybody should be able to work like a team If you know certain people Have certain things going on within your team And you are responsible for this Or you do this within the team If you know that your job is this But your job is done Then you move over here And you flank the other side of the field Or the court So that the team still got coverage You don't make But also, on that same token And that's what I used to think about it, right? That's my old thinking You got to and help the whole team But And this is what I always felt about Jordan This is why I like the new documentary Because It was part of that shit And I know a lot of people got their theories about you know Him having his part of them editing it And him getting emotional and all that shit But he did say something that was powerful for me I play hard And all I need to know is How hard you're gonna play Now, I'm going to push you to play as hard as you can because I see the potential in you and I want you to be able to elevate like I know I can elevate because I see the potential in me. And I know that if I can just focus on those parts of me that I know I can, you know, I can do this, focus on making the app and I can focus on being fit and making music and doing all that shit at the same time and being an empire. I can see that in other people, too. So I be trying to push people a lot. But what I learned is and it's something that Jordan said, too, and it was it's crazy because I learned it right when I was watching that last episode that he when he said it or the second to last episode. And he was like, look, I play hard and they got me here for them for people to win. And if you're going to invest your money to come see me and your time out of your day to watch me or come see me or whatever, share my shit, look at my music, add it to your playlist, you know, what I'm saying listen to my podcast. Then it's my job to give you the absolute best that I can every single time. And if I don't give you my best this time, I'm going to try to learn from this one and give you better the next time until I get to my absolute best. And then I'm going to keep giving you my best and trying to grow from that because I want to keep you here. If you're going to keep coming here, I want to keep you here. You know what I'm saying? And I fuck with that shit. But what he also said is, but I need to know what you're going to do, because if you don't want to do that shit. Don't do it. And that's something that I noticed about him in all of those games where they say things got in the clutch. And he was like, oh, shit, okay, well, I can't count on this motherfucker in this game. But we can't lose the series. So guess what I got to do? Tomorrow, I got to turn up. I don't care if I break my motherfucking ankle out of this motherfucker tonight. As long as we win this game. You I'm saying? Because that's what I'm here for. That's what I get paid the big bucks for. That's what everybody paid these tickets for. That's why they got us on two, three stations right now, which is unheard of. I don't think they did that back then, but you feel what I'm saying? They probably was willing, but that's the whole point. But on that same token, that's that's something that I had to learn. And I'm glad that we have these things nowadays where you can look at other people. Like this is what I always tell people, try to learn from other people's mistakes if you can, as much as possible. Because, you know, sometimes it happens too late. I guess for me, in some situations, you know, I learned this lesson too late by pushing people too hard. But at that same token, I thought I was learning it right on time, you know, for certain situations, to be honest. And, you know, kind of laying off of the pushy shit that I always used to be on where it's like, hey, man, you asking me for advice. Why you not taking it? Because if you take it and I'm on your team, shit, we both can win. Cause you giving me advice and you want me to take it and i know that if i take it i'm gonna win but i need to be able to win and i need you know what i'm saying we need to work as a cohesive team but then i had to learn hey man you the one with the energy you the one with the dream so if they don't want to fulfill that dream or if they want to take their time with their dream that's cool but you still got to go hammer lammer ding dong because that's the shit that gets you your shine and your success anyway it ain't about you Getting on Instagram and boasting about it and holding money up to your ear, you know what I'm saying, and putting it back in the bank or not. It ain't about you leveraging your publishing so that you can get a deal and get an advance and go and get a chain and then, you know what I'm saying, try to figure out how you're going to get all that shit back through social media and streaming and all that shit so that you can, you know what I'm saying? It ain't about that for me. For me, it's about inspiration by love. I see things that I love, I do them. I try to let people know Hey man, don't, don't hold yourself back from nothing Be great But in that same token of being great Be great Don't be mediocre Don't just settle for be, being mediocre It's okay to be mediocre But once you realize that that shit is mediocre In comparison to some other shit That really inspires you to do what you're trying to do anyway Keep going Get better Elevate Don't change up your ways Don't change up who you are but, you know, don't change up your ways, but don't change up who you are, because who you are is all about that elevation. That's that's what the way is. That's the only way. If you ain't growing, you die. That's just the element of life, period. Point blank, period. If you're not growing, you die. If you're not elevating, you. You obsolete because everything is moving on faster it sounds morbid but even if we didn't have phones even if we didn't have money and none of this stuff and we were just living like you know regular tribes people things are growing the population is growing people are getting smarter they're learning how to grow more crops more efficient regardless because we can we can exonate all of this fancy shit and just go back to just growing food and running around and being cool and loving each other we can have free energy and all of that but people don't want to do that but regardless of that, if we did do that, then what? Then what's your selling point? You're going to tell people you're the biggest dope boy? You're going to tell people you the you got the most cars or whatever? Who cares? Because if nobody cared about money and all we was worrying about was making sure we kept all this free energy enough to keep people lights on and keep the Wi-Fi on for free and... You know what I'm saying? And let people just eat food because it's growing in all these different buildings and it's there. And if you want to get meat, it's your choice. But then you got to hustle. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want to sound like no socialist or nothing like that, but just imagine if you had that choice because there's certain countries that's really like that. Hey man, if you don't want to work, you ain't got to work. We growing so much food I mean, like, look at this shit, right? Think about it like this. Let's say we was growing so much food in all of these abandoned buildings and all that shit, hydroponically, like, literally, anything you can think of. And they was giving it away. And all they said was, and then they, on top of that, with all this different new technology that we got to be able to do renewable energy and all that shit, they just say, look, if you want the renewable energy to be able to not work and have free energy, free internet, you need to come work for us for a couple months. Because if you work for us for like a couple months to a year, then that's enough to pay off the installation on your house. You feel me? So we gonna, as soon as you start working for us, you're going to sign the contract. We're going to install that shit on your house. So boom, you ain't got to pay bills no more for your lights And your water, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We'll figure out the water shit in a second. But you don't have to pay no bills for your lights. Because we done set that shit up where it's going to run your whole house. Everything you got set up. We done already did the calculations on all the equipment that you got in your house. If you got a studio or whatever, how big your house is. And then, boom, we estimate how long you need to work for us. It might be a year. You can quit your job that you working at now because you might not like it. You might not like this job. But it's the end goal that you're trying to get to, which is, Hey, man, I don't feel like working right now. Because I'm trying to pursue this other dream So boom You, tr- you save up your money or whatever Because you're working for us and we paying you While you're doing it Some little stipend, you feel what I'm saying But at the end of the day You still go get the free food that's growing All over the city that you're living in And then you decide if you want to take that little stipend To, you know, pay for a little refa, Pay for a little meat You know, burgers or whatever Go out to the club or whatever Or you can pay for that shit to get you some equipment and be ready to start building whatever little empire that you said you finna quit your job for. Now, it makes sense in my head. It's epicureanism to some people. But it's a way to make it work. Because like I always tell people, we are in this together. It's, it's no reason not to make it work. It's no reason it couldn't work. Because even in that plan, I'm including capitalism. Because you could still build cars. You just have to make a program now. Now you have to have somebody like me or some of the friends that I deal with who, you know, cook up these types of ideas. You got to have somebody like that. You don't have to, but you know. Well, you have to have somebody like that. It don't have to be one of us, but you know what I'm saying? It's got to be somebody like that on your team or in your organization or in your corporation who says, okay, cool. We got certain people who want to work and keep getting paid and keep building stuff and buying stuff and, you know, get big, you know, they want to have big, big dollars. That's their thing. But then you got some people who just like, hey, man, I want a Benz. So I work for y'all for a couple years. If that will pay my Benz off, you know, through whatever this program is. But, you know, I'm trying to build this business. So I might be able to team up with y'all and do this right here. So we create a program for that. It's not welfare. It's not like food stamps, but it is like food stamps, but it's better. Because then it gives you a chance to learn different trades without having to go to trade school and pay somebody for that. Instead, you pay it forward. Because what you learn, you can teach to somebody younger than you or somebody next to you. And we build a better economy, a better infrastructure. We build a better world for everybody It's not just about You know Money For everybody For some people it's about money And that's okay Y'all can play Monopoly Some people like to play Life Some people like to play Sorry Some people like to play Chess Some people like to play Aggravation Some people like to play Xbox You Know what I'm saying? So it ain't about eat the rich What it's about is if y'all want to play that game, cool. But don't make me suffer because you playing the game. No. Just let us create our own game that can intertwine with y'all game so that we all can, you know, play together. You know what I mean? I don't got to be no billionaire. I'm good with, you know, whatever's going to pay all these bills to keep me comfortable and whatever I need to do to be able to keep doing the things that I want to do. I got a lot of big dreams, so I need a lot of space. Some people don't need that space. Some people just want to chill have kids, cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner, go to work, come home, watch Netflix, go to sleep, maybe go outside, play Frisbee, skip rocks, ride bike. you know what I'm saying? Me on the other hand, I'm in the gym every day, three, four hours like I'm finna go play a motherfucking Super Bowl game, or like I'm finna go box for a motherfucking belt, or wrestle for a belt, a motherfucking shootout for a ring, or shootout for a motherfucking vendetta, like I'm working out every day like I got a problem or like I got a fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like I got, like I got revenge on my mind. But some people don't do that and they ain't knocking people who don't do it. All I'm saying is we all in this together regardless. So I feel like some places, some countries and all, it might not even be countries. It might just be like little city states, but I think it's certain countries in the world Have already adapted this where it's like, hey, we can take this stuff, recycle certain things, make renewable energy, you know, make new products out of old products. You know what I'm saying? Refabricate the uh, material. Boom. And then we can start feeding the people. And then if we it's just like everybody wanted to start growing weed. Right. And I'm going to just say this. A lot of people say don't give away your ideas, but this you got to sometimes. Because I don't believe in competition. What I believe in is cohesion. But either way it go. When the uh, reefer got legal down here, because I'm in Florida. When the reefer started getting legal down here for medical, everybody wanted to try to get their grow license and all that stuff. And I'm like, fam, I understand that. Because, you know, if you in the reefer game and all that, you selling reefer, you're like, well, shit, this shit finna be legal. I ain't never been locked up. You know and I'm saying, I'm good, so I might as well just go ahead and tighten up and take the money that I got right now, try to get my license. I'm like, bruh, I don't know if you've been listening to me, but I call myself a, a street stockbroker for a reason. Because I look at all that corporate shit and I try to relate it to the streets and try to intertwine that shit because I want all our people to succeed. But I say that to say this I told everybody a couple years ago that we need to pitch in and get a spot where we can just sell flowers you know, start growing vegetables, any of that shit, because I'm already into aquaponics. This is something that I had been studying ever since I was a kid. Just an idea that I looked into. I forget where I got it from, but it's always been a thing. But regardless, hydroponics and aquaponics, you know, using the fish to feed the plants and vice versa, and it's like a circular system. It's basically a, a created ecosystem. And it, depending on how much money you got or how much space you got, because money might not matter, you know you build it as big as you need to to grow whatever you want to in any environment you create the environment but you have to pay attention to it and control to control it something like the garden of Eden but we'll get to that on another episode but i was telling my dogs that whole thing and i'm like bro we need to do that shit because it's going to take some time to be able to get a grow license and they already voting for that shit and they voted it down this time it's going to take some time but if we do that shit now, it's going to seem like that shit happened in a flick of an eye, in the blink of an eye. Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wanted to do it. I didn't have the money for it. It didn't happen. You know what I mean? A lot of things happen with my life because, you know, I be trying to make things happen. I'm kind of trusting of people sometimes too much and things go south for me. Either way it go. Either way it go. That didn't happen. People want to do clubs and, you know, have studios and, you know, create other studios and, you know, be videographers and all that stuff. And, you know, either way it goes, everybody's still good, but on that aspect, something that can make us billionaires or just make us completely stable for generations to come for the rest of the world, too. That's my dream. But I know other people dream the same thing. We all got to eat. but I Okay, let me get back to it because I be getting scatterbrained, drinking the wine, you know, hitting the vape, lighting the wood here and there. So I'm saying all that to say this. A lot of my friends, you know, approach me because they know I have a business mind and they know even if I don't execute on a lot of the things I know, I will find it for you with no problem. I'm going to find the information. That's my thing. I'm always about finding information. So, a lot of people approach me about information about, you know, starting grow houses and getting a weed license so they can open up dispensaries and, you know, smoke shops. And I'm like, bro, everybody don't smoke. Yeah, you might make a lot of money off weed. You might make a lot of money off a dispensary. You might get lucky and you know franchise that shit or somebody might end up buying you out because of their franchise and eating that location so you might get lucky off that but then even then you're gonna have to turn around and flip that same thing over again i say what i'm trying to create and what i'm trying to be a part of and have other people be a part of is feeding the people i'm not going to give you my full idea on this podcast but i'm just saying this you got to think a little bit smarter and a little bit further than the short game. Yeah, that's cool and all, but I want, what if we want to make shorts? Shout out to my dog, Prince Millie. You know what I'm saying? He making bathing suits, jogging suits, you know, short swimsuits, dresses. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, people got to wear clothes. He making sure them shits is like $40. You know what I mean? Go, get, go, go look at Millions Clothing, by the way. You know what I'm saying? GG Millions on uh, Instagram. But uh, either way it goes, I excel in. Because sometimes I don't feel like I'm from here. But then again, when you think about the divinity of being down here on this planet Earth and us thinking that we're the only intelligent life force in the universe, ain't that kind of divine? But either way it go, I'm finna uh, wrap up this podcast. It's 54 minutes, 22 seconds, 23. I'm gonna just chill on that. and uh, Yeah, I Excel Theory, inspired by love. When I say when, that I mean I'm withholding anything negative because I don't even like to say the word negative because I prefer positivity. Adagiago over everything. That means every day above ground is a good one. And I hope that you're having a great day. And if you're not having a great day, listen to this podcast and get inspired again. Hopefully, I inspired you with something. Hopefully, I sparked a joint in your mind. No, hopefully, I sparked sparked uh, a light in your mind and a joint between your fingertips. C'est la vie. It's your boy Charlie Font. Follow everybody on uh, anything you find on clpnation.com. Love it. Share it. I'm going to say wank.